Hello, everyone, and welcome to Engage, a family gaming podcast. This is episode 106, and I am your host, Stephen Dutzman, as always. This is the official video game and board game podcast for EngageFamilyGaming.com. EFG is a website where parents like myself and my co-host come together to give parents and families the information they need to get their family game on. This week, it's a very special episode. It's a board game episode, and I am joined by the official Undead pillager or viking pillager uh he's the undead viking i'm saying his title wrong we go over it in the interview um he is here to talk about downfall it is a game from tasty minstrel games the deluxified version is up on kickstarter right now and we are talking about it it's a little bit of a post-apocalyptic sci-fi futurist uh strategy game um looks super cool um, I cannot wait to get my hands on it. So I uh, hope you enjoy the interview. And uh, we will talk to you next week when we talk about video games. Because, man, there's been a whole lot of stuff going on. And by then, we'll be playing Mario. So we'll be talking about a lot of that. So um, enjoy the interview. It's me and Lance Mixter, the Undead Viking. Hope you guys are having a great week. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye now. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Engage, a family gaming podcast. I'm still Steven, still your host, and I have a special guest. I have the Undead Viking himself. That is Lance Meister. Sir, th- thank you for coming on the show. How are you? I am quite well. Uh, thank you very much, Stephen, for uh, having me on this evening. No, absolutely. This is a great time. Um, so you are here representing Tasty Minstrel Games. Your official title, to my understanding, is you are the official Viking pillager, um, which somehow translates to PR. Kind of yeah, stuff. so well, I mean, maybe you know, if the Vikings had a better PR man, you know, they they wouldn't be known as those uh, those ravagers of of the of the coastline, oh, if you will. True. But you know, you know, just you know, they they were bringing gifts, you know, with with oh. also spears and swords and what have you. No, I think it was it was one of those things when I got offered the contract to work uh, for Tasty Minstrel Games. Um, uh, I, I'm very fortunate uh, to work in the industry, work in the board game industry, sure. and uh, I'm also very fortunate that my boss is 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 a really really good friend of mine, and um, and he just he went after we negotiated the contract and he he sent it to me, uh, you know, and then there was there was my title and he just had put down official Viking pillager of Tasty sure. Minstrel Games, and that was just, so that's that my my business cards say it, and you know it's just it's. It's um. I remember the president of the company is a, is a gentleman by the name of Daniel Hadlock, and I remember the. I mean, and I once again, good friend. I've talked to him all the time, and uh, he once said to me, he said, "This is the job where your dreams come true." You know, he's just that's that's what it is to work here, and and it's it's if you can if you can find a, if you can find a job uh in, in with something that you love, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. I, I I'm 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 very 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 happy. Uh, every day with my job. It's pretty amazing. So, Oh, I listen, um, as someone that works in a similar medium, I totally get it. I have, I've gotten to do some crazy stuff. I'm sure you have too, you know? Um, so this is, it's not very often that, that people grow up and get to work with toys. 
right? Yeah. We play things like we exactly out the things we stress about because they are our jobs are play things, which is such a great luxury, right? It's such a great thing to be able to say, you know what? I get to, I don't, we don't stress about, you know, like, you know, legal cases and stuff like that. We we stress about like, you know, I I stress about video games and board games and you stress about, you know, you know, the the giant stack of board games behind you and all of your YouTube videos. Um, So the, (laughs) no, here, I I know we were going to talk about downfall and we should talk about that eventually, but there's two things, there's two things that I always think um, about it is that one um, there is there's a weird disconnect, right? Where like it's tough to, it's like if you if, I worked for a bank for 16 years before sure. I came to before I got my job with TMG, and and I left my job at at my at my office. You know, I I I got up, I went home. I didn't think about that place until I was there again the next morning. Yep. But when you work in your passion, your hobby, it's like your work time just you know, it bleeds over, right? Yep. You know, so it's like, so it it, it has it, it is difficult sometimes to sure. to draw a line, right? And like say, okay, you know, I I need to stop working, you know, and even though technically, if you have your friends over and you play a board game or something, and like you're evaluating it or whatever, you're still kind of working, but yeah. it's 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 tough. I mean, and, and I know there's like many people that are listening to this. Oh, you poor guy, you know? Oh, <laughs> but, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This <laughs> so, is hard. I, this is hard. And I, and I and I get that, but the other thing I always say is that um, the worst day of work I've ever had with Taste Dimensional Games is still better than the best day of work I'd had. I've had at every single other job I've ever had in my life. I mean, it's just it's it it really is a fantastic life. I mean, it's uh, and I and I and I'm a very lucky individual, uh, and sure. so I'm I'm pretty happy. So well, it doesn't hurt. The Taste of Your Menstrual is a board game production company that, that puts out some really good stuff. Um, I mean, folks that are listening, some things that we have talked about on the podcast before that are Tasty Minstrel products um, are things like Eminent Domain, um, Harbor. Uh, those are the two that have come up for us the most, um, largely because they're the ones that Tasty Minstrel sent us. Maybe that had <laughs> well, something to do with it. Well, hey. we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta change that. We gotta get you some of the right. some of our other titles well, and make we'll, sure you, you check out some other stuff. I suspect we will try that. Uh, we will talk about that down the road. Um, but first, let's talk about downfall a little bit. I, th- I have a feeling the two of us are going to go back and forth and 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 have some 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 side conversations. But let's talk about downfall because that's the reason for the season, as it were, right now. So downfall is a board game that you guys are going to bring to Kickstarter October seventeenth, which is coming in hot. Um, yeah, it's 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 and and the, and the weird thing is is that we've actually like had that and been developing it for for many years sure. actually um you know so it isn't something where you know we just we found the game you know like you know you know whatever 6 months ago and we decided we're going to print it no it's it's it was a game that was uh brought to us um by the designer John D Clare yep. who at the time uh was a bit of an unknown but a lot of people know who he is now because of the fact that he uh he had a little game called Mystic Veil uh that yeah. Alderac uh, AEG uh published a little bit of a thing a little bit of a little bit of a thing a little bit of a thing yeah, that people got excited about. So, and we're very proud of that game. We 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 internally have played it. We think it's amazing. It, it kind of makes us a little sad that John didn't, uh, you know, uh, show that to us first. But that's okay. No big deal. Uh, you know, it's it's. Uh, but so this was a game that actually he 
this is this was his big one that he would had always been working on. And I actually, um, well, I had him, I had him, I sat him down and had a good conversation for the TMG podcast, which sure. uh, we're going to launch right around the same time the Kickstarter launches. Ooh. And and he's going to go. He John went into a great detail over the process of how he he created Downfall and its origins and what have you. But um, it's. For me, and this is this is kind of like what I go to every single time. I'm more of, uh, I mean, I like all games. I mean, there's there's some games like if you, if you put a straight abstract in front of me, I'm probably going to be like, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not going to be all that excited about it. But I, I can play euros, I can play card games, I can I you know I can play whatever. Um, but my heart is is with thematic games, games sure. that have a lot of theme, have a lot of narrative, have a lot of story. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be an Ameritrash game, as they say. It doesn't have to have a bunch of dice. It doesn't have to have player elimination. It doesn't have to have any of those things. Um, I, 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 and this is not me saying that Downfall is this game, but I mean, I always say, like, take a look at Blood Rage, right? Blood Rage is a game that that Kuminer not made that you know pretty much everybody's fairly familiar with, which. It's it's a it's a it's a euro. It's a euro about area control and 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 you know judicious card use with some awesome miniatures, right? But there's yeah. a narrative, there's a theme that like really gets brought out while playing the game. And this Downfall is the first, in my opinion, uh, the first game uh, by TMG that that has that going for it. It has this big, you know, crunchy theme to it. Yeah, the the pro it is a post apocalyptic themed game it's after world war three 99 percent of of the earth's population is dead and the players are each leading a faction and uh nuclear winter is coming you know it's like it's one of those things where it's like and you have to try to rebuild your faction at the expense of the others sure to make sure that that you and your people uh, will survive the, the the oncoming onslaught of sure. of, of of even worse things than, than the the nuclear fallout and radiation, and um, but it but it's it's got a lot of euro driven mechanisms. It has card drafting. It has area control. I mean, there is conflict in it, but I mean, it isn't. It doesn't have player elimination. Um, I mean, it's it's one of those tweener games, right? That like it has a lot of the things that people enjoy in in your more you know, straightforward um, strategy Euro games, but it also, you know, it, it it folds in that theme really well. And and this is, you know, we're we're like I said, we're super excited about it, and and we're we you know, can't wait to launch it and and uh, and get this game created just so people can have it on their tables. Yeah, I I so when I got the email that was a pitch like, hey, you know, we're looking for podcasters, we want to get out there, get this stuff going so that we can help promote the Kickstarter. Um, the first thing I thought was, um, you know, let me check this game out. And so I went to Board Game Geek, um, which for those listening, if you haven't gone to Board Game Geek for some reason, you should, uh, just because it's a great resource. Um, but you already have like, you know, some high res box art and some, you know, some images of the components just to give people a flavor. Um, and I, I got a taste and I was like, all right, I need to, I need to play this game. Um, it is, uh, this is one of those games that I really kind of imagine myself playing like with my sons when they're a little bit older. I think this might be a little bit advanced for, um, my youngest son right now. He's nine. Um, so this is a little bit beyond him. Um, but my older son who is very, who's been around games for his entire life is very games literate uh, and plays, you know. I mean, he played Twilight Struggle, so... Um, oh, wow. Yeah, he's, he's he's crazy, being that he is smarter than me. 
Um, so, and he's been around, I mean, we've been doing Engage Family Gaming for a little bit more than four years now. Um, and so he's 11. So since he was basically able to like pick things up, he's been playing games and I've never really held anything back because that's, that's the only way to really test stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. and so he's, he can, he can play some games. Um, I mean, now he may not be terribly great at them. Um, you know, like, but he, uh, I mean, I look around to our stacks of games and he does some pretty, he, he is able to suss out some pretty impressive stuff. So for games literate, you know, tweens and, you know, definitely teenagers and, you know, certainly adults that want to get sit around a table. This looks like a very cool sci-fi game. Um, is it, is it like sci-fi fantasy kind of stuff or is this hard sci-fi? Well, it's it's not it's not fantasy. It is it is uh, science fiction. Sure. It is um, you know it's set in the future, um, and it, it is it is a and this is I, I, whenever I say this, I always I always worry about what people's interpretation of this, but um, it is a four X game. So sure. it is a game where you will explore. It's a game where you will you know it's the four X's: the explore, exterminate, exploit, and I forget what the fourth one is. I always forget one of them. And it's usually exploit is the one that I, I uh, um, explore, exterminate. exploit, exterminate. You know what? This is what Google is for. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Well, well, I'll talk while you look yeah. that up. So, um, so it's those four and, uh, uh, they, you know, so it's, it's, it's a game where like, yes, you, you'll have to go out, you'll have to collect resources. You'll have to, um, you know, you, you will get into conflicts with other people, uh, and, you know, and you're, and you have to go through like the process of, of also like, uh, taking care of radiation that's spreading. Um, you'll have to research technologies so you can, uh, you, you, the actions you take can be better each year it's a game where you're going to have a hand of cards and it's it's and you're going to play one of those that's in your hand and the cards themselves have two different actions they have you know they have a primary action and a secondary action and the reason why there's two actions on the cards is so that um even if the cards you have just like you know, none of them really fit like the primary action. None of them fit what you want to do because there's two on each card. The secondary action, at least you'll, at least you'll be able to do something on your turn, right? Like something of value. And that's something I really like too. I like, I like cards that have multiple uses. So like when you look at them, it's like, well, do I save this one until a later time? So like maybe I'll, the primary use of it, like will be really powerful or do I use it for the secondary effect and things like that? I like decisions like that in games, but after every, each person plays a card and takes their action um you will uh you'll draw another card and you'll put it into your hand and that card will either be another card that you just add to your hand and it'll be another action that you can have or it'll be a card that has a winter card and when you draw a winter card um you you advance this the winter track that's on the board which determines how much time is left in the game okay. and as that track as that track uh goes on like different effects will start happening, uh, you know, sure. you know, to to the, to the people that are playing, and then so you never know when the game's going to end, right? It it, sure. it all depends on when when people draw and if they get their winter. And if you draw a winter card, you play the winter, you you, you process it, then you draw another card and sure. put it into your hand. So you, you always are going to have the same number of cards in your hand. What was did you find out? What's the fourth one? It's expand, by the way. Expand. All yes. right, perfect. So um. And, it, and and none of those things start with X, but we call which it a four X game, which is super hilarious. Well, they 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 do start they start with the sound X. Well, yeah. So well, it's I, like it's like the old saying, uh, you know, it's like 
you know, is it any <laughs> the joke? Uh, is it any wonder why our 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 country has problems with the uh, three R's when you know two of the two of the three R's don't start with R? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I always wonder. I'm sure somebody you know somewhere explained where they came up with that term because it was clearly a bunch of nerds on a message board that came up with it so we can't we kind of can just blame internet culture oh wait that. wait wait man i'm a nerd on message board what are you so trying to I. say here oh no, okay, no, no, okay. No, sir sir I, I larp um so i can't i can't <laughs> I might... call anyone into question here i'll i'll do the i'll, I'll doff the cap to in your direction you know and in, in 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 agreement uh sure. that, uh, that, that that you larp yeah. therefore i <laughs> what do i you, can't I, out of curiosity, what do you LARP? Where do you... Where, uh, so I, I happen to be, and for sake of full disclosure to everyone listening, um, because I have to, I am the head of customer service for Alliance LARP, which is a fantasy LARP that is um, bi-coastal, and we have somebody... We have a chapter in Canada. Uh, Calgary, I think. I haven't been there. Um, so it's a, fan, it's a high fantasy LARP. Um, I play an elven healer. Um, a gentle one, not really. He's angry a lot. But so uh, and I've been playing the same guy for uh twelve years. He should probably die at some point, but I'm really good at hiding, apparently. Um Oh, so, so characters do die? They in, could, in, yeah. In, um in LARP? Yeah, I mean it depends on the rule system, but yes, absolutely. Um in our game, and this is somewhat of a, uh, a segue, but who cares? Um uh, if you die in combat, which there is, you know, buffer combat and spells and all that stuff, um, if you die, um, which there are mechanics to just like Dungeons and Dragons, etc., that would cause you to uh, dissipate and go to the circle. Um, if that happens, um, you get two free ones uh, where you resurrect successfully automatically. Um, after that, there's a bag of chance, and it's ten stones, one's black, nine white. You draw a black stone, and you you're gone. Um, every death thereafter, one white stone is replaced with a black one and so on and so forth. There are some means to extend that unnecessarily through like magic items and things like that. But for the most part, that's what works. And, um, I have been extraordinarily lucky over the last number of years that in a lot of circumstances where I would have probably bought it, I have, you know, the spell missed me by a few inches or I tripped and fell and they didn't see me. And because I tripped and fell like an idiot, um, you know, so like <laughs> literally like I've, I have definitely Jar Jar Binks'd my way in a few situations where it's just not my own fault. It like, I didn't do it on purpose. If I did, it'd be nasty and awesome, but no, it's just happy accidents. Have sur I have caused me to survive. So yeah, I've been playing the same guy for longer than my oldest son has been alive, which is, um, so I tell him that my character is older than he is and it makes him real mad. Um, but yeah, so I LARP. I can't, I don't, when I say nerds on message boards, I don't mean that in a pejorative way. I mean that like in a brotherhood kind of way, you know, like, it's people like us that named that thing. Huh. Well, that's cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, then, uh, good. Then I absolve you of any possible, uh, hypocrisy oh, over the you. situation. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I am blessed to be absolved of, uh, the potential hypocrisy. <laughs> so, um, so that's, so that's downfall kind of in a nutshell. Let me ask a couple more questions. So you were not, you're not the designer, um, but did he ever tell you why he decided to make this game? Like, obviously he knows what he's doing. He can make anything he wants. Did he tell you why he decided to make this? Was there like, has he always just wanted to do like a post-apocalyptic type of thing? I mean, or? It wasn't, it wasn't always 
a post-apocalyptic game, but but he always knew that he wanted to create something on this scope. Sure. Like you know, and and the and the weird thing is is that if we might have actually published this a couple years ago, a couple years ago we actually put up the very first like picture of the box cover. We had it at certain conventions. We just had it up there, and it was just one of these coming soon from TMG type things. And so sure. and we we kind of wet the whistle a little bit for people, and um, but. It was one of those things where we were we and I wasn't with the company yet at this point, but uh, the the idea was they're gonna pull the trigger. Okay, this is we're gonna do this, right? We're gonna, and this is this is one of the games we're gonna make. And then it was just kind of like a chance discussion where uh, John and and Michael, uh, the CEO, had a conversation, and and Michael just kind of suggested, you know, in in we're going to be doing a few kickstarters here and and testing the market for um like kind of making games deluxe and that's like we have our deluxified games sure. and 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 you know and he said i just i i think i think this game really could i mean if we put miniatures in it like instead of like you know wooden tokens or something like that this could be really amazing you know as far as as far as the game goes and uh, and John said, yeah, let's do that. That sounds great. And so, unfortunately, I mean, we had a game that people were excited to see and excited to play, but the whole process of you know, getting sculpts for miniatures and oh, yeah. and and and, and, it's and be a going, oh no, well, it's not. It's not so much a nightmare. It's just time consuming, right? Sure. You have. I mean, I I can remember. I've been with the company now. Oh, I mean, it's it's you know, it's about a year and nine months or so. And um, I remember one of the first things uh, I was asked to do was evaluate several different uh, uh, sculpts sure. from different from 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 like several different uh, uh, modelers and just kind of see look at look what they had, see what they did, and like you know, do you think that this person would do a good job with creating um, these these miniatures for us? And and so I mean, and and that was and but like I said, and that was like you know what uh like a year and a half ago that i did that anyway sure. so that's a process so then you then then okay you're gonna do this then you then you you get a contract then you tell them and then they go through that painstaking process of, of making the mold you know for it and then sure. oh this is what i made well that's not really gonna work we want it to look kind of like this and then it kind of goes back and forth artwork has to be done and redone so it's just it's one of those things that it takes a long time and it's it's and i can remember when i didn't work in the industry, and I always like how how long does it take to do this? I mean, that, that, I I always say this is ridiculous. I mean, it's just like you you have the game, you have the rules, you know it needs sixty wooden cubes and a board. You know how tough is it to get the ball rolling on that? And now that I've actually got to go behind the curtain, sure, and and see the whole process of like all the different production de- determinations. Like, I mean, every little thing that you do affects the bottom line and yep. and and margins are really really thin when it comes to board games as sure. far as what, what what's profitable and what isn't and and i don't want to mean to bore people with that but like just for example i mean if you like if you add like like oh well we'll have to like if because if, like cardboard sheets in a in a in a uh in a game they, you know, like, so you have to, you have to figure out, you know, you always look at those cardboard sheets and, and they always cram everything together, right? You're trying to get everything to, and you're trying to get as many as you possibly can because, and you're trying to keep, have as few of those cardboard sheets as possible because obviously they weigh, they, 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 they there's a weight to them. Yeah. And so like, and so like, if you have, if you can, if you can condense 
because of like the size of the tokens or whatever. And you can condense like eight cardboard sheets somehow down to six by, by doing replacements or things like that. The weight difference, it mean it means like you're saving, you know, like 11 cents per copy. But when you're doing a print run of six, seven, eight thousand copies of a game, yep. it all it I mean, that stuff adds up. And you yep. and it, that's those are those 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 emails back and forth through production people and shipping people and all those things. So yep. it's it's just a process that takes and and I, I get it right. I mean, we we've told people about this game, about Downfall a lot and people have been you know jumping up and down you know like wondering when they're going to get more information and and now they're starting to get more but you know and now they're getting excited about it but you know we get it (laughs) it's like i i understand where people get impatient and and i and i but i mean knowing what's behind the curtain and knowing why these things take time i still get frustrated and and because I'm I'm relatively new as far as uh, w- with the company, but you know even even with the tenure that I have, but you know I, and I get a lot of times well that's just how it that's just how it's done right you know it's just yeah. you just it's it's one of those processes that you have to go through. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean so I mean downfall is I mean I. I I think the game's amazing. I mean, I've only, I've only played a prototype. Obviously, I haven't played it with minis or anything like that. Um, it is going to be deluxified. That's uh, the Tasty Minstrel Games thing now. Uh, we did we did a deluxe version of Orleans in a Kickstarter uh, a while back, and um, I remember that. And and since then, we've done a deluxe Yokohama, a deluxe Flow of History, a deluxe Chimera Station, a deluxe Crusaders, and this is kind of what we're doing when we do a Kickstarter. We 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 decide that the people that are going to trust that the game is going to be awesome, the trust that the, that the game is going to be amazing, we ask them to back us right then, and then they're going to they're going to pay a little bit extra yep. at that moment to get a deluxe copy, and it's going to have all the metal coins, it's going to have all the wooden bits, it's going to have in this case miniatures and things like that, it's going to have all of those things, yep. and and then and then after that Kickstarter is done those games aren't going to be on shelves at stores. They're, they're, you're going to be able to get the retail versions at stores. Sure. And we tend to think that, like, if we can... Uh, Michael Mendez, the CEO of TMG, said, if I play a game and and I really love it, I want that game to look amazing. Sure. So when I, so when I play it, not only is it amazing to play, but it's amazing to look at, and that's where that's where the uh, the, the the deluxification comes from. And sure. and so yeah, we're gonna deluxify the heck out of this one and and make it super awesome and pretty. And uh, and I, I mean, and I'm really excited. Like I said, this is the first real game, in my opinion, that TMG is gonna have in its catalog. That's really gonna have that 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 deep theme, and also. It's it's really going to have conflict between the players. I mean, there's other games we have that, that you can kind of be a jerk a little bit. You know, you can kind of <laughs> be. I mean, you can kind of be a jerk in Flow of History. You can kind of be. You can definitely be a jerk in Ponzi Scheme, which is a, an amazing game. Um, you know, there's like some blocking you can do in Scoville, but there's no real games that we have that are like directly confrontational. Yeah. And okay. and here we have a game that there there is there are, you will engage in conflicts with the other players and you will fight over spots on the board and fight over the resources and and it's you know it's a lot of fun sure yeah i mean it sounds it sounds cool um and just looking at the art i am 100 percent in so did you get now so you've been there for a little bit 
through the development of this game, did you ever get a chance to see what his what his like first prototypes looked like? Did he ever just happen to show you what this looked like when it was like you know cardboard and index cards, or uh, did you I, guys I, not get to see that far back where he he only saw like the polished one that he had ordered from like the game crafter or something to send into you guys? I've only heard stories. I I, I I do know this, that like when he, when he, I forget what convention it was at, but he, he went to uh, a, he was at a convention and he brought Downfall and he, and he played it with Michael Mendez and Seth Jaffe, uh, the two founders of Tasty Install Games. Sure. And he played it. I, I think it was Gen Con, but don't quote me. I, I sure. forget, I forget which convention it was. And so he went and he played it with them and they like, the, he said, I, if I remember correctly, they play. He they played about an hour's worth of the game, and they had somewhere they had to go, and and Michael and Seth said, "Well, thanks very much for showing us the game. You know, uh, you know, talk to you later." And got up and left, and that was it. Like they didn't say, "Oh, we're really interested," or "Oh, that sounds really awesome," or anything like that. They didn't. They didn't say anything. And 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 the next day, uh, he was just kind of walking around the convention, and um, and he ran into Michael. And Michael said, "Do you have that downfall game with you right now?" And he said, "Yeah, I do." And he's like, "He's like, yeah, I really want to publish that." Yeah, it was like it was one of those things where he he left at like total poker face. But I guess Michael went back to the hotel room and he just sat there and thought about that game and thought about that game and thought about that game. And then he just said, "You know what? The, the reason I'm sitting here thinking about this game and thinking about how much fun I was having, I need I need to I need to publish this and sure. and so um and and I think John was a little worried I think he said that like his 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 prototype at that point was a little rough you know it it didn't really uh it didn't really pop by any means um but you know it, as I've always said if the game's good the game's good if a game's sure. really good you can play it with buttons and rubber bands and 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 thumbtacks and it'll sure. still be really good you bet so you know and it's um the proof as they say is in the pudding. Well, yeah, the proof is going to be in the very likely successful Kickstarter um, <laughs> that you guys are launching in uh, just a couple of weeks. Well, as we record this, it will be a couple of weeks. Um, as this is published, the Kickstarter will have been live for uh, mere hours as per the terms <laughs> of our discussion. Um <laughs> So the uh, because the, the, them's the rules and I play by the rules. Um, because, oh, you you can publish this before if you want to. That's fine. We don't um, we don't care. Oh no, it actually fits perfectly um, because of the way we do our scheduling. We alternate video games and board games. So as I said, this actually fits so perfectly that you wanted it to go on the seventeenth because All right. um, it just so happens that that is the week of a board game podcast. So it'll be. Awesome! I'm so, so if I'm you're so listening to this, you you're listening head to over this. to Kickstarter yeah. right now. Yes, and uh, and and you know check it out. And if you like what you see, uh, uh, please back. And if maybe it's not for you, but you know somebody who it is for, share it because the idea here, folks, Kickstarter is all about making the dream work. And sometimes it's just if it's not for you, that's fine. Send it to somebody else because you never know. Who's going to put that money in and help make this thing a reality? Um, I'm presuming a lot of people are going to work to make this thing a reality. It certainly looks cool. The fact that you've already been building up an audience. Um, and also, it doesn't hurt that it's t that it's TMG, right? TMG, for folks listening, Tasty Minstrel Games. Um, 
you guys aren't exactly, you know, a, a couple of broke college kids working out of a garage, <laughs> right? Like you guys There's have nothing a pedigree. wrong. There's nothing wrong with being a couple of broke just, college kids. But but what I mean is, it's not. I I don't. I would see this, see a price tag for a deluxified edition, and it would not freak me out because of my I would not be doubting whether or not I would get a finished product, right? Like maybe yes. there's a delay because of some sh- some shipping or you know you know th- who knows that kind of stuff. But I'm not gonna ha- I'm not gonna get an update a week after the thing closes. Going oh my goodness, this was bigger than we expected. We have to delay by a year. Like I'm not gonna get that, right? Like may- or maybe I will, but it, you know like I'm not gonna have you go radio silent for six months and find out I'm never getting this game. You know, and that happens <laughs> with some of these yeah. board games. Um. And it's terrifying. It's happened to me on a, a few things, and man, has it happened to me on video games. I don't back video <laughs> games on Kickstarter anymore um, because uh, I have every major Kickstarter failure for video games I have been in on. All of them. What's that? What's that one that's like they're still developing it? It was like the giant space game or whatever that they and they still are getting people oh, to man. give them money. Oh, that's Star Citizen, and that has raised money on Kickstarter and on Indiegogo. And they're raising money independently, and the person who's designing it is independently wealthy, so he's funding it himself. And they have seed investment from elsewhere. That game is out of control. It's gonna. It all. It is at least playable now. Um. So it has, like, there are people currently playing it because one of the the things with video games they can do now is they can do early access, where you can actually play games that are actively in development. So there are people playing it. And getting like new systems every other week, you know, like mm. whole new th- like you can play a game now and it's like, well, there's no story, there's no progression. I'm just doing stuff, and then a week later they'll install the progression. It's the equivalent of like, you know, playing a board game, and then all of a sudden, then you know, one week they just ship you a pack of cards and you go, okay, so now on your turn, I know we <laughs> said you could do two things. Now there's this other thing. Carry on. It's that kind of deal. So that's Star. I did not back Star Citizen because historically, um, we we uh, my wife has a thing with space stuff. She doesn't really like space games, um, which is weird, but it's a thing. Uh, so we don't get a lot of space video games. Um, she's a big she's a big sword and sorcery kind of. She likes post apocalyptic fiction, it's, but as soon as you leave the, the atmosphere, she just stops being down. I don't know why. Um, but I follow orders. So, um, but I do, you know, there were, uh, there was a, a Final Fantasy Tactics, you know, kind of, uh, homage that went out and that was years ago by a company called Playdeck and it was, they failed miserably. They raised a ton of money. Um, I know somebody that put 500 bucks in for like one of their like big, you know, and high end packages. And now the game was taken over by a company called Little Orbit, whom, uh, their last game that they made was um like a licensed game for like Madagascar like the the penguins of Madagascar. Like so this is a little weird. Um I might get a game out of that eventually. I don't know. Um but that that I digress. What I mean is for those listening, Tasty Minstrel is a reputable organization that has made a lot of games. This is not your first rodeo. Um so pledge with confidence is really what I was getting at. I took a long, long, windy road to get there, but that's the town I'm living in now. Tasty Menstrual, reputable organization that knows what you're doing. Is that a fair assessment? Oh, 
Yeah, I mean, as with anybody, um, you know, we've definitely uh, had challenges uh, with our Kickstarter, uh, but we have never failed to uh, produce the games that we've we've uh, funded and crowd use crowdfunding for, and um, and you know, our our games speak for themselves. So we're very proud of every single game that's in our catalog, and and we think that they. Uh, they, they bring happiness and and you know and, and excited gamers uh, to to tables all around the world. So fair enough. That's I believe that is accurate because I've never played a Tasty Minstrel game I did not like so far. Harbor and Eminent Domain. Um, they are they they Eminent Domain is space stuff and and that has been successfully played many many times at our home. Um, so that 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 speaks volumes all in and of itself. My wife plays that game and enjoys it. And it's there's spaceships in it, literal spaceships. Um, <laughs> um, it took me a little bit to get Harbor. I don't know why. That game is not as hard as I thought it was. I think I was overthinking it while trying to learn it. Have you ever overthought a game to the point oh, where when you learned it, you're like, oh man, what are, what was wrong with me? There have been many times when I've also played a game the wrong way. Uh, the first, like I played Dominant Species the wrong way for like the first like four or five times I played it. Then I went to a convention and everybody set up the game. They started playing it, and then they they resolved a turn a certain way. I was like, "What are you doing?" And they're like, well, "This is how we establish that we determine dominance for the for the tile." I was like, "No, that isn't. It's this." And everybody's like, "And look, they looked at me like I had a." you know, tree growing out of my forehead or something. And they're just like, what are you talking about? And then I read the rules and I was like, how did I possibly get that rule wrong? And like, it wasn't like a little bit wrong either. Like, Oh, you, you, I, I tallied something incorrectly. I was like using something completely wrong as far as how to determine, like uh, how to score a tile. And, uh, yeah, I've been playing it wrong for, you know, a good three months. Well, <laughs> I mean, you're, as, as someone who also reviews games, cause you have your own YouTube channel, um, yeah. so, uh, the, I was, I, I closed out the window, it's, but you're, you are the undead Viking. I am the undead Viking of the board game world, yes. Of the undead, so go to the Googles, or go to the YouTubes, look up undead Viking, it's really not that hard, it, they are spelled as one might expect. Um, so, as, as a fellow critic, we're under a little bit of pressure sometimes, where that we get this box of games, um, and we gotta churn through them to get our work done, and... Sometimes you just got to learn a game <laughs> and yeah. you learn it wrong because there's nobody teaching you. You know, we, you know, we get demos at conventions and things like that, which are helpful. Um, but there's no tutorials for these games very, very often when they come to us. You know, for people that are, you know, buying a game commercially and it's already been on Kickstarter, there are whole communities of people that make like how to how to play videos on YouTube. And it's hard to like screw up a game like that. But like when we get them, oftentimes it's before launch, and we just got to do what we got to do. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah, and and um, it's it's difficult too because like if you, you if you get a rule wrong and maybe you didn't say that the game was amazing, like people will say, well, maybe if you played it right, you you know, and you're like, ah, you know, it's so yeah, it's it's um, you know, I always tell everybody that like they say, oh, I I'd, I'd literally try my shot at, at, at reviewing games and I always say do it I mean it's yeah. you know I mean I, I started doing it 10 years ago just as something to do because I was a brand new father and I was up late at night uh, taking care of my daughter and sure. I was just started writing reviews while I, while I was feeding her and, uh, and, and it blossomed into you know this like kind of weird kind of semi job slash hobby that, that is my review career so sure. but it isn't easy it isn't nope. easy you have to you have to treat it uh, you have to treat it like a job almost in a weird way. So. No, I, I I refer to uh, what I do as a jobby. 
It's kind of like a cross. Like, you, we really have to pay attention. I know that sounds kind of bad, but I, I don't mean it that way. It's like it really is a cross between those two things. Because obviously, you know, reviewing games doesn't pay the bills. Um, no. But, not, um, well, unless your name is Tom Vassell, okay. uh, <laughs> Richard Ham, or uh, Rod, uh, Rodney. Okay. Then, then so, maybe you can you can pull it. So, the, but yeah, you're right. But playing football doesn't pay the bills either, unless your name is Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or you know Debrickishaw Ferguson, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, I mean, cetera, it's kind of the same cetera. thing, right? Like you can't. So for most of us normal folk, um, and I use the word normal in air quotes because I LARP. Um, so the for you know it doesn't pay the bills. You know we all have you know we all have to have a day job, but these kinds of projects, these hustles, um, these side hustles as they were, they are, um, they're time consuming. Here we are, we're recording this. Uh, it's 1030 at night Eastern, you know, and we're, we've been on, we've been <laughs> on the Skype for a while and this is, this is our fun. This is our, well, for me, this is our, this is my recreation. Um, the good news is I get to talk to cool people like literally the undead Viking, someone who I learned part of the craft from you over the last few years as I have grown in the, uh, in my board game expertise. Longtime listeners of the show will know. Um, I'm a board game, I'm a video game guy first, um, and I'm growing into the board game scene. So you were one of the people that popped up as I started learning how all this stuff worked because the few game designer friends I have are like, yeah, if you want to see videos on YouTube, you got to go look at this undead Viking guy. I'm like, all right, well then I will. Well, you're very kind to say that, but I still consider myself quite the hack when it comes hey to man, it, so. we're all hacks. That's the best part. <laughs> Except unless your name is Tom Vassell or Rado or, you know, those guys like yes. the rest of us, we just kind of pretend real, real good. And in the meantime, we get to do some wacky, cool stuff. You know, I've met some crazy things. I've met some crazy people, done some crazy things. Um, and I'm not stopping anytime soon. Um, and so with that said, we do kind of have to stop because I know you have another appointment coming soon and I need to go to sleep. Um, so <laughs> um, for those of you listening, go to Kickstarter, search up uh, Downfall, spelled like you might expect it to. So don't freak out. Don't overthink it. Go look. Um, watch the video. Consider backing this game um, because it sounds like it's going to be awesome from what we're here. And I'm sure there's going to be all sorts of content, reviews and videos and all that stuff around the time that this launches. So you're going to be able to see what's going on. Um, consider backing it. If it's not your jam, totally fine. Share it with somebody who's is because I bet you, you know somebody that's down with post-apocalyptic board game nonsense. So um, share that out. Um, Mr. Meister, it has been a pleasure to have you on Engage, a family gaming podcast. Thank you so much. You know, I was just going to say this is this. I, I really enjoy your energy, and I've, I've enjoyed the conversation. We should, um, when I have more time, maybe maybe you and I should uh, should 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 do it. Maybe you should you should come on like the TMG podcast with me sometime, and Anytime. and we can uh, and we can we can talk we can talk video games. Oh, you, well, that'd you can be great. you can school me a little bit on, uh, on the video game world. I'll, I'll learn you some things. Um, how about this? This is a standing thing. You shoot me an email. I will be there because there's very little, there are very little, ugh, let me say this correctly. There are very few things on this earth um, in regards to this kind of stuff that I enjoy more than showing up on other people's podcasts and just talking about games because we're, we're just a big pile of nerds trying to talk about stuff. So I will gladly uh, come wherever you want me to. And I will gladly uh, talk about, I'll talk about board games too. I gotta, <laughs> I want to learn more, but yes, we'll talk about all sorts of cool video game stuff. Sweet, man. Well, thanks a lot for having me on. I really appreciate it. No problem, Mr. Meister. You take care. Have a great night. Everybody else, get your family game on. We'll see you next week. Bye now.
Thank you for listening to Engage, a family gaming podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week.